When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Get silly, get silly. Not, not much, oh, oh, would you not much? 
Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your friend, Ryan, uh, the guy from the title of the show. And uh, this is your Monday episode. We we got a pop culture roundup with Sophie Ross, and it was so much fun. And I recorded, I'm recording this, I waited till after the football game tonight because I wanted to see if Sophie's team, the Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals, won and spoiler alert, they did win. So Sophie must be in a really great mood right now. Uh, I, I'm in Arizona with my parents, and uh, we had a nice evening uh, together. Uh, by the way, I think I've talked my parents into coming on the show. Uh, I think they'll be on Tuesday's episode. We'll see how mom feels, but uh, I think they're going to come on. I'm here for a little bit and uh, doing some stuff with mom. And I got to see Maditza and Amy Field from the the uh, well, they're from the Patreon. Amy's been on the show a lot. Maditza works with me and is on the show a lot. But we did this live Patreon thing, and it was a blast. A lot of you guys came. If you if you didn't 
If you weren't able to make it, you're on the Patreon. You can watch it on video at any time if you're a Patreon member. And I wanted to make a big uh, – Annabelle DeSisto was on there as well. And she told the craziest story about Jersey Shore. She told the craziest story about her being on Jersey Shore. I completely blanked on this whole story, and I need her back on so I can get the whole story about her and the situation. I'm still one of those people. I think Jersey Shore, those first couple of seasons, were peak reality television for me. I don't know about you guys, um, but I wanted to make a big announcement about Patreon. So this, uh, okay, so I'm going to be covering Vanderpump Rules on the main feed. This is what we call the main feed. So that will be every week, but I'm going to cover Summer House on the Patreon. And I am really excited to cover Summer House. So I have a, I'm just, I have a feeling these are going to be great recaps. So if you want to hear the Summer House recaps, and I know that you do, go subscribe to the Patreon or go subscribe even just for the months that Summer House is out. Uh, I think they should be really fun episodes each week. Uh, but I wanted to make that announcement up top. Um, how did you guys, did, did you guys have a good weekend? Is everything good? Okay, good. I hope you did because, and but by the way, if you didn't, we've got a new week ahead of us. It is, we can make things good this week. I'm telling you guys. Also, I did a couple of uh, cameos over the weekend and I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Hillary uh, sent from her friend Brittany. Uh, they're both baddies and Hillary, good luck on the job search. I told her in her cameo video, she's looking for a new job and it's sad because she's looking for a job and she's competing in the same job market as Lisa Rinna. Boom. <laughs> Don't worry, uh, Hillary, you're going to get a job way before Lisa will. You're, 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 you're all good. Also, I wanted to wish a happy birthday to Tiffany. Uh, I hope you had a great one over the weekend. Um, okay. Let's get into some trash here. You, and when I say trash, I mean Lisa Rinna. Uh, I talk about this with Sophie today, but I want to go over this with you guys because I just think it is the biggest bunch of horseshit that I have read in a long time. And I just bet, like, not you guys, you guys are cool, but I want to beg of like Housewives audience. Don't be so gullible. Like you guys see a meme and you automatically think somebody's coming back to the cast because somebody makes a fake meme. Like go look at things. Also remember, just because Lisa Rinna says something doesn't mean it's true. Like honestly, you guys have been lied to for years now by Lisa Rinna and people are still like, well, Lisa said it. Yeah, I mean, it must be true. No. Anyways, there's this really wild article that came out in Interview Magazine by uh, Mel Ottenberg, this dude. I don't know him. Um, I don't have, yeah, I mean, but he, he seems to enjoy Lisa Rinna, which, you know, everybody has their things. Um, so the article is really kind of set of like, I invited her to come hang after she was done with therapy, which right off the bat, I think there's the first lie in the article that Lisa Rinna goes to therapy. Um, so she comes over to this guy's house in the article. Oh, she went to Pilates, then therapy, which is just so weird. So you go to Pilates, you get all sweaty, and then you go to therapy, and you just sit there all, like, soaked from Pilates. I guess she probably doesn't sweat like I do now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so they're talking. She says, this is the longest job I've ever had in my 35-year career, talking about housewives. As an actor, you don't usually get to work on a show for eight years. You might get five or six, but not many people work on a show for eight years. It's just unheard of in our business. Now, Lisa, here's the, my first bone to pick with you. You're not an actor on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And you know what, guys? If really, like... 
Bravo. Be honest with us. If if you're considering all of these people actors now, let us know. Because that bullshit of a finale on Salt Lake City really came off as fully fake. I wouldn't call any of them actors, but listen, just tell us. Tell us so we can know where to spend our time. Because if these are actors, I'd rather watch better scripted television. Honestly, I'm just, I'm kind of at that place. So Elisa's comparing this to all of her other acting jobs. I'm like, girl, this is a reality show. Um, He asked her, how do you feel? Well, I feel a lot of things. It's always a scary thing to decide to leave something. But I always know when I need to do something. (laughs) What happened was I left really right after the reunion. People don't know that. (laughs) But I let everybody know right after the reunion that I was going to move on. That was going to be it. (laughs) Now, you guys... This is like, I think, one of the biggest loads of Corsi Poo Poo uh, right here. I think maybe she threatened it. I also don't think she was, I think she was given a choice. And I think it was mutual in the sense that maybe they both didn't want her back. Like Lisa didn't want and Bravo didn't want. But, you know, and just seeing from Lisa's even posting her weird AI Instagram today. And she's like, Shane, hello to my haters. It's like, move on, girl. Move on. If you hated doing Housewives so much, you are free. Go enjoy. Go the go enjoy the real acting work and the modeling work. Don't don't play in our sandbox anymore, please. And I just kind of feel like, oh man, she's gonna make so much noise, even more noise probably as a non-housewife. It just got already feels that way. Like I've been inundated. Like Harry Hamlin even had 25 things you need to know about Harry Hamlin in Us Weekly. Like I'm all of a sudden, like Delilah Hamlin, ha- even which is the other one, not Amelia. You, there's Amelia, not Amelia. I found out her name was Delilah today from this this uh, Daily Mail article, and I'm like, are they all like? Did they all pitch in for a PR team this month? Because there's way too much of them all of a sudden. Um, so uh, Lisa also um, blames us for her departure. You guys. Um, she goes, I had a rough year and I'll never be able to handle it again. I I can always come back and handle something, but something has gotten to the housewife universe <laughs> because of what's going on in the world. And it's reflected in the way the fans react to the world of housewives. And I just think it's unhealthy. It wasn't working for me. It wasn't right for me. <laughs> so I love that she's, she's, you know, it's something's going on in the world, you guys. And it wasn't right for Lisa. It's been right for eight years, but this year it wasn't right for her. I would argue it hasn't been right for her for the last three years, but whatever. Um, she talks a little bit about the filming process. And uh, she said this season, it wasn't a fucked up vibe. It was lovely filming, she said. It was so fun. She says what is not fun is the airing of the show. She goes, filming is one thing, but once you see it, once it goes out into the universe, that I don't love because it takes a life of its own. When filming, you have your drama, but it's contained in a sense. And once it goes out, you get opinions and all that stuff that goes on. That's the part I don't like. Does that make sense? Yeah, Rena, he's not an idiot. I mean, who maybe is an idiot, but we, yeah, we can understand basic concepts. Yeah. Um, she also talked about editing, that nobody gets the power of the edit, you know. Um, she says there's not one person on the cast that feels completely validated. Um, she said she hated this year, of course, because her mom died, but that's not the biggest reason. She said the story just didn't get told as two sidedly as I would have liked. <laughs> That Aspen thing, man. Um, 
the interviewer goes, it seemed like the tea never really spilled. It really didn't. It was it was unfortunate that there weren't cameras in Aspen. It was something that happened so spontaneously in the moment. I didn't think to turn on my voice memos when somebody's having a nuclear breakdown. You don't think, oh, I should be filming this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Normal people don't think that, Lisa. But you are not normal. You've gone so out of your way to let us know you're not normal. So we know you think these things, Lisa. We've seen you in real time. This whitewashing and this rewriting of history is so weird to me. Like, be proud of the weirdo you are. Like, honestly, be proud. It's always just more excuses. Um... She says, when you've actually tried to save somebody and get somebody out of a club because they were hurting themselves, you think, what the fuck do I do? Do I call the police? I don't know what to do. Um, Do I call the police? I mean, at that kind of rationale, should we have called the police on you for eight years? I mean, also, you flipped out on Sutton two times, maybe three this season that I thought were like insane. You were weird. Like, should we call the cops every time? Like, can we make citizens arrest then? Like after the fact, I I don't, this logic is so bizarre to me. You act like you have never, like you've been having breakdowns on this show and you act like this Kathy one, like, honestly, she paints it. And I'm like, dude, do you, do you know how you come off at a, it's so weirdly toned up to me. It's like her, Jen Shaw, they're housewives. And I think maybe, maybe this is what makes them good for like a couple of seasons because they're so oblivious to their own behavior. Like, do they know? I don't know. It's, I, who cares? Um, she says, if you're dealing with me or you're dealing with Erica, we're going to tell the truth. All I ever did was tell the truth. (laughs) And the guy goes, do you have any hypothesis about why it was edited like that? Erica looks really bad in season 12 as far as I'm concerned. So in the previous statement, she said that her and Erica tell the truth all the time. They're great. The interviewer pushes back and says, I didn't really like Erica this season. Now, what do you think Rinna says? Do you think she stands up for her ride or die, Erica? This is what Rinna says. I'm just talking about myself, I mean. <laughs> like, immediately takes Erica out of the equation. What? I'm, I'm fascinated. Dude, I cannot. She is such a wreck already, and it's only been a week and a half without a job. Imagine how imagine how brutal this is going to get for her. Oh man. Imagine when the season starts, we're going to, I'm telling you guys, brace yourself. I don't know. You know how people prepare, like prepare for like tornadoes and like storms and stuff like that. I don't know what we need to do to prepare for like Rena not having a job, but I feel like, I feel like there's equipment we can buy. I just feel like maybe we should get like two weeks worth of rations. I don't know. I just feel, I, and I live in LA, so it's different there. It's, it's, it's gotta be a, when I get back there to, from Arizona, it's going to be, I'll have to, you know, check the vibe in LA, but I, I feel like it's probably not good right now. Uh, the guy goes, yeah, Erica looks pretty bad. She looks wasted. She looks indifferent to the plight of others. Maybe she looks like a bit of a sociopath. And Kathy doesn't land all of her punchlines, but it doesn't really matter. Do you think that's just the case because she's newer on the cast or she's in the honeymoon period, the interviewer says? And Rudy goes, I think it's more complicated than that. I think that certain people got involved. I'm going to tread very lightly, but I think certain people got involved that could maybe quiet the story, could make certain things go away. A whole other level of stuff went down to make sure that person was protected. <laughs> like this, this, this baddie, this, she's a nut. She's a kook. She's I mean, literally a kook. 
And like, yeah, like Kathy has people looking out for her. Rinna, wouldn't it be great if you were a good enough friend of people that people were looking out for you? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? But it seems like you didn't really have a lot of people looking out for you except for like, I would say 30% of the fan base. I really think you lost probably 20% more the previous year, 20% again. Like, I think you started off with like 80% being liked as of three seasons ago, and you've just whittled that way, like away to like 30% at this point. That's my theory. Um, Rena goes, I think it's pretty obvious. There's a smear campaign that went on online against me. It was all very calculated. And there was a person on payroll doing that. Now, this is another thing. Like, girl, tread lightly. There was a smear campaign that went online against Lisa, and there was somebody that got paid for it. And that person, I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is like a huge, this is me spilling the tea, even though I hate to say that. Okay. Lisa Rinna was paid to take Lisa Rinna down. Yeah, she she was paid to do the show. And Lisa Rinna was the one that also went online and acted like a fucking nut every time this show aired and through the week fighting with Bravo fans. And that was the smear campaign against her. Like, you know what? I never have read something as bad about Lisa Rinna than the stuff that Lisa Rinna would write about other people. Like, it just wasn't, there wasn't, it wasn't even in the ballpark of comparing the two you know like i don't think rinna realizes how vicious she is because i just and it just makes her seem clunky and the way that she started that that sentence i think it's pretty obvious this is a very interesting way do you notice like i i I hate to bring it bring it up but trump does this a, a lot as well and a lot of a lot of people this is a really good tactic when you start off a sentence with i think it's pretty obvious which then says you're a pretty smart person. This is probably obvious to you as well. So you're already telling the person you're talking to that you know this already. Like Trump would be like, well, you know, and a lot of our, uh, a lot of the other people know already that this person did this, you know, and there's no proof of that, but they're already putting it out there. So it's kind of this mind trick of like, well, I think it's pretty obvious to everyone. Like I know, you know, and all of your readers know. And it's like, no, we don't know, Lisa. It's not pretty obvious at all. Like, explain it. No, sit with us and explain it. Like, I want point by point. And, like, this is wild. If you do move on from something, you don't then go, there was a paid online smear campaign against me. Like, how tacky is that? What a way to continually burn bridges. I'm telling you, this is the wrong move. Like, also, this is my prediction. I think Lisa will get jobs the first year. I do. Because... A lot of people in Hollywood don't watch Housewives. They do know Lisa Rinna, though. She's got a low level of fame and notoriety through this show, but they don't know it like, you know, it's like it's like the judge and Jen Shaw thing. The judge doesn't watch Housewives. So he was like, well, I know that's that's fake. And I know this is they're two different people when in reality, that's not true. Um But the thing with that, I think she will get indoors. I think she'll get opportunities. Um I don't think they'll be from people that genuinely like her on the show. I just think it'll be like, oh, that's fun. Let's bring her in. Oh, she would be fun. Oh, she's free. And then I think those opportunities will kind of dry up after a year. Watch Rinna Wine <laughs> to be bigger than Skinny Girl. Um, I don't know. She Then she goes on to say, 
But here's the thing. You got to see the tail of the monster. She just showed her tail. <laughs> like her tail? What What the fuck? Is this like how to train a dragon, you weirdo? You kook. You're like now, I, obviously she means Kathy, but like we got to see her tail. Ooh, what if we saw a nipple or a booby? <laughs> um... Anyways, then she goes on to say they went to the People's Choice Awards and Harry said, you should go talk to Kathy. And she did. And she pats herself on the back for that. What a humanitarian. Um, and the guy goes, hey, I've, I've had some fun sit downs with Kathy Hilton. I love Kathy Hilton. And Renee goes, listen, Kathy Hilton is great. <laughs> this is after she kind of insinuated that she needed to call the cops on Kathy. The Kathy has a tail, a devil's tail or just maybe a dog tail. Who knows? But a tail nonetheless. And... That there was a that Kathy potentially was behind a paid attack on Lisa, and then she goes, "Oh no, Kathy's great. I love Kathy. Kathy's very cool, very cool. I love she's very cool. See, this is what Lisa does, though. She'll like she'll take in what you're saying and then just roll with it. Like she said something completely opposite in the sentence before, and and this guy's like, "No, I don't. I actually da da da." You're like, "Well, yeah, I I agree. (laughs) That's a very good point. I think that's great." (laughs) I mean, she threw Eric under the bus earlier. I mean, truly, this is like a work of art. The more I read through this, the more I just love it. Um, she talks about not wanting to be the bad guy. She also says, you know, I raised my voice to Sutton Strack twice. Big fucking deal. Look at Erica's behavior. Our behavior is similar. But to single out this year and... The guy goes, I think Erica's behavior is worse for the record. And Renee goes, okay, fine. But to single out my behavior this year as being horrific, come on. I'm like, it was horrific, singularly. And I'm including Erica. And I think I don't like Erica, but I'm sorry. Rinna had worse behavior than Erica. Do we, I mean, Erica got drunk and like pissed on a, you know, a yacht cushion or something. But other than that, who cares? She also takes credit for the Amsterdam Amsterdam scene, saying, like, you know, she this is when they convince themselves they're actors, like, oh, I created that beautiful moment in Amsterdam uh, by being weirdly freakishly protective of Harry. <laughs> like, girl, that's you, man. Um so she talks more about the show, about the process, about producers feeding people lines. Uh, she says it's not scripted, but they do help goose it along. Um, they get in people's ears. I love, I mean, now they make the production sound so intense with these rumors that I now want a show just about the producers. Cause this sounds like more actually really good gameplay than anything else. Um, then the guy goes, I want to talk about cocaine in the bathroom. Cause that's even better talking about the moment when she accused, uh, to read of doing cocaine. And when goes, I have a lot of great moments. <laughs> Imagine that where you stuck your foot up your ass at like public events. And then you called it your great moments. I've done a lot of really cool things. <laughs> She talked about the Xanax smoothies. I mean, this thing is just... And then she goes on to bitch about Lisa Vanderpump more. Um, she ta- She brings Teddy up uh, in, a, in a good way. Uh, it's just weird. She's such a weirdo. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, she says she's apologized to Denise and Yolanda and talked to Kate. Yeah. Uh, she says, do you think Brandy Glanville is really going to come back? And Rena goes, I don't know. I don't know. And she, uh, he goes, she's such a villain. And, and she goes, Brandy is great in little bits of pieces, little doses of her. I kind of agree with that. Um, 
she goes, uh, then she kind of theorizes on others, uh, about other people on the cast about bringing it. She said she, you know, loves Dorit, that Dorit should be able to step up. She also says Garcelle and Sutton better step up because they're not used to working. They need to step up and work. If they and they're not used to it, Rena really she talks about herself as carrying this show almost, and I, I just I don't see it the way some of you guys do. This keeps going. She okay. This is what at the very end they're like, who are the other Rena level housewife goats? I like Rena level. I mean Freddie Mellencamp. I don't know. No. So she goes Needy Leaks. Okay, good. Bethany Frankel. <laughs> And then Rena goes, I think Kelly Dodd was great. And the guy goes, who's that? <laughs> she put Kelly Dodd in her goats. Like, dude, we didn't say obnoxious asshole. He said goats. Come on. Anyways, I really highly recommend. I read you the entire article. But if you want to go and just read it, you know, chronologically, I think it is well worth your time. Okay. Remember, there are timestamps, you guys, if you want to skip right to Sophie. I do want to talk. Okay, I do want to mention Miley Cyrus, okay? Miley Cyrus, like, I've had not a complicated relationship with Miley. Like, I really think she is such a an amazing singer. And I read, was it Ballers? Was that, what was the, what was her album? Not Ballers. What was that album? Anyways, it doesn't really matter. Um I keep thinking about her New Year's Eve. Did you, did you see those New Year's Eve uh, special uh, commercials with her and Dolly Parton? I just I just saw it way too much over the break. And she'd be like, that's you, Dolly. That's you, Dolly. Her accent was so funny. And that's you, Miss Dolly. <laughs> she sounded like a lower range Britney Cartwright. Um I think she's insanely talented, but it's interesting. I also don't care about her love life that much, but I I don't aspire to. I don't like. I, I was gonna try to be cool and say I aspire to be as petty as uh, she is, and I'm gonna tell you an example in a sec. But I don't aspire to it. I, I don't want to be like that ever. But there's something really kind of. Listen, I don't care about the Hemsworth brothers. You have Chris and then you have Liam, right? Liam was in Hunger Games and Liam was married to Miley Cyrus. And they 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 split. And I didn't care. I don't like Liam Hemsworth. And Miley, I'm like, ah. You know, I told you guys once. I have the video of this. I should post it again. It's been probably like a couple of years since I posted it. I was at TomTom Tom the first night Miley Cyrus came in. And it was in the back. And we were sitting next to Lisa and Miley had the middle table and they were just, I, I have Miley and Lisa Vanderpump. I have a video of them dancing on the table back there. And then Sandoval was there and he came and started break dancing and they called DJ James Kennedy on FaceTime. And it was the weirdest. It was the weird, like it was, it was just one of the weird, it was like right when top Tom Tom was like opening and kind of was like really, really big. And it was just one of those weird Hollywood nights where you're like, holy shit, this is so weird. Like Lisa Vanderbilt and Lisa had her dog splay down on the ta- table. And I was just like, it's so weird. It's so dark in here. And it's weird. Anyways, so many memories with Miley. But so she has a new album and she has this new song called Flowers. And I really like this song, right? And then I started reading comments about people talking about this song um, and what it meant. And you guys, this is a song that she wrote 
about Liam Hemsworth and she released the video on the day of his birthday and she shot the video in the house that he allegedly cheated on her with 14 different women and he she sampled the song that he requested for her on their wedding wow the song was i should have bought you flowers by bruno mars um which is a it's a weird wedding song but that's neither here nor there but can you believe that like um, i mean like and i was just like i was in awe i was like good for you miley you you went all that way and it's a good song if it was a bad song we wouldn't even be talking but i think it's a really catchy song and so the the i'm trying to look up the bruno mars lyrics i'm not you know sorry for not committing the bruno mars song to memory um so his lyrics are um that I should have bought you flowers and held your hand. And her lyrics are, I can buy myself flowers, write my name in the sand. And then his song is like, uh, I should have gave you all my hours when I had the chance, take you to every party because all you wanted to do was dance. And she writes, I can take myself dancing and I can hold my own hand. Yeah, I can love me better than you can. And it just goes back and forth this way. And it's we and then to shoot and also I didn't know this Liam guy cheated with 14 different women and also in this one house. Like I don't know if that's part's true, but also like how amazing. Like how amazing that she pieced like it's almost like the Da Vinci Code. She took a little, like, these little, this is like the evil, this is like a more evil Taylor Swift in a way. Like, she's really pulling from everything. She took the song he requested for her for their wedding. She sampled that, messed up with the lyrics, talking about how she can love herself better than any man can, and then shoots the video where he got his willy wet 14 times. Wow. Wow. I... Listen, I'm sorry. That's icon behavior. I I call it as I see it. I love to not like people, but they, I mean, you got to respect this. I mean, I I want more. Like, is the, is the whole album like this? It's like one song, like, is this about Liam's bad tummy? tummy? <laughs> it just talks about Liam having IBS. <laughs> when we had to pull over on the road so you could take a shit repeatedly. Um but I didn't realize that I was going back and reading all of these things where she was talking about how bad of a relationship they had. And I remember this. I And this is what this is why another thing, and I'm telling this myself as well, you really got to question everything. Because I remember, like I said, I didn't care that they split up. But I remember thinking, oh, yeah, Miley seems like, uh, you know, seems like really intense. Like there's a lot going on there. And she was saying, I remember when she was dating um, was it Caitlyn Brody Jenner's ex-wife and they dated? Do you remember that? They were girlfriend, girlfriend for a while. And I was like, oh, okay. So she's like, she's really going through a lot of things. Cause that was like, you know, her, her rebound. And now Caitlyn is pregnant with her new dude and, and Miley. I'm not even sure who she's dating, but I was always like, oh, that must be Miley's thing. Like, she's just like one of those wandering free spirits. And it turns out Liam's just a fucking douchebag. It turns out he just was cheating nonstop. And I don't know. Anyways, regardless, I really like the song and I think you guys would like it too. Um, I'll play it at some point this week if it, uh, 
if you guys think I should. Also, the Critics' Choice Awards, Zendaya won again. Uh, you had Brendan Fraser winning for The Whale. He gave a really beautiful speech. Uh, a lot of people had COVID. Brad Pitt had COVID. Uh, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson had COVID. Uh, there were so many people that had COVID at the Critics' Choice and couldn't show up. Jamie Lee Curtis couldn't be there. Uh, so I, that, that sucks. It really does. Um, so let's get into uh, Sophie right now because I want to spend some more time with my folks. And uh, we got a great week of show for you guys, as always. It's probably going to be weirder than ever because I'm here at my parents' place. So there's a lot of pent-up emotions in me. Um, and I'll I'll talk to you guys all about my mom's stuff at uh, another point if you've been following. I just don't want to get into it. And But my mom hopefully will be on tomorrow and we'll, we'll hopefully talk to her about everything. So, you guys, I want you to have the best flipping week ever, right? Uh, you've got another hour of this show, so it's smooth sailing, but just remember, do a gentle re-entry on Monday. It's going to be good. Also, you guys, I'm, what is, today the 16th? 16 days without Diet Coke. Uh, yeah, 16 days. I, I, now I do actually have a nasty cocaine habit now, but you know what? It's Diet Coke. That's the bad, that's the bad thing though. (laughs) Okay, enough horrible jokes. Uh, here she is, the lady of the hour, the one the only Sophie Ross, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good pop culture roundup with my favorite, the one, the only, the writer extraordinaire, the host of So True with Sophie Ross, the predictor, the prognosticator of football teams going to the Super Bowl and the playoffs, Miss Sophie Ross. Welcome back to the show. Hi. <laughs> who day? Well, yeah, by the way, who day, Sophie? I love the way you say it. You put like the emphasis. You're like, who emphasis. day? Wait, is it like who day? I don't know actually, like how you're supposed to say it, but I say who day. <laughs> okay, Wait, whatever. Do you just but do you just time- pop into bathroom stalls and go who day? Actually, that's like a viral thing that's going around. Is the fact that when you're like a Bengals fan at a Bengals bar, which is where we're going tonight. Like when you're in the bathroom and it's like quiet in the bathroom, you're like, who day? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I actually do do that. So. so if you guys are confused as I am, because I don't follow these sports like Sophie does is that Sophie's team is going to the Super Bowl today. The Super no, Bowl is, I know, I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> don't jinx us. Oh, oh! now it's going to be my fault if something happens. I know, but also, it's going to be so embarrassing if, like, God forbid they lose. You'll know when you're listening to this if they won or lost. And, like, all of this, like, posturing I'm doing, and they just, like, lose in embarrassing fashion, which they won't. By the way, Sophie, I checked Sophie's tweets right before I came on, and that's why I knew the Who Day thing. And Joe Burrow, uh, I you posted something. He was in these really horrible cutout jeans when he was younger. <laughs> there was a tweet. I don't even know how to describe them, but like it was like a trend for men in like the early 2010s to wear like acid wash, like jeans with different like. How do you describe it? Shading, like different, like shadings up yeah, the leg, shading, and then it has like a ribbed section. Like they're different <laughs> for her pleasure. Yeah, yeah, for her, <laughs> for her pleasure. But yeah, Joe Burrow. I found. I don't even know how I found this picture of Joe Burrow like a while ago. Well, I was like I mean, doing some like big time, um, big time investigative. Stuff. It must have been well, on like his old defunct Facebook page or something. Um. So we haven't spoken in two weeks and I will say it was a really cra- crazy because 
when I got back, like I had just spoke with you and then I even flipped on the ba- the Bengals game against oh, the Buffalo Bills yeah. because that was where when DeMar Hamlin got hit and like triggered a cardiac arrest. And yeah. it was really I mean, and and uh, I well, I sent you and your boyfriend DeMar Hamlin shirts with the we can win the 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 charity Wait, shirts. You, you did. Yeah, it should be there. Like I sent you oh, and your I boyfriend. Did. But I, I said I, I did baggy for you and then I did, but I thought you would, li- I mean, because, you know, I thought that was like still like really inspirational and it's like charity and stuff like that yeah. too, you oh know? My God, thank you. I didn't get it yet. I didn't get it yet. Okay. I checked Let me check shipping, but don't, but, but that doesn't mean you're a Buffalo Bills fan. That just means you're a sports fan, right? Yeah, I'm a fan okay. of humanity. That's <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I should have, really I should have been more warned. It was definitely really scary. And I'm actually, the Bills game is on right now. I just have it on in the background because if the Bills win, then the Bengals, if they win, will go to the Bills. And if the Dolphins win, then it'll be a Bengals home game for the divisional round of the playoffs. So it like affects the Bengals. So I'm just like, it's playoff. It's wild card weekend. But anyway, that was really scary. He like, it really was. He died on the field and then he ended up getting transported to the University of Cincinnati, which. Um, their medical center, which I know from being from Cincinnati is literally one of the best, um, like trauma response centers in the nation. So, you know, it, it, it shouldn't have, it's horrible that it happened, but for it to have happened at that stadium in particular may have been a blessing. Um, because I know there are some stadiums that scarily enough are really far from like trauma centers and hospitals and good hospitals. I know Isn't it crazy Hill. all of those things depend on where you're at when you know right. like I, all of those things play a factor like even that Jeremy Renner accident with the snowplow oh it was like God. they I mean they said he crushed his whole torso and upper body and when I think and then he's like giving thumbs up in the hospital bed I'm like if you say crushed I think your half of your body is just mangled and he's already like fight I'm like what is going on these people are like warriors Demar Hamlin yeah. my my trainer said um because he's like calling he was a college football player and we were talking about it and he said, uh, I go, well, he's done, right? Like his, you know, he's done with football. And he goes, no, man, he'll be back. He'll be, he's like, these guys, well, these guys live, like these guys live to play, you know, like he will be back. And I was like, that's insane. He goes, he's probably yeah, going to already start year. training for next season. No, not this yeah, year. No, not no, no. This year. Um, he, I mean, he had a really speedy recovery. Thank God. Um, he had a faster, the doctor said it was like a faster than usual recovery. And for him to have, you know, no neurological damage after being, you know, without oxygen for as long as he was, it's like, oh my God, just a miracle and a blessing. If he wants to play again, good for him. If not, I think everyone would understand. Oh God. Yeah. Um, That's what I just, they, they're just kind of like warriors in a way of like the competitiveness. I I just, I find it fascinating. Okay. I know this isn't a sports show. You guys, I'm sure you're, you're saying that in your head. So let me get to my sports. You, Sophie, so much stuff happened in the last two weeks that I oh haven't talked God, to I you, know. but let's, let's, let's fast. Cause we texted yeah. briefly when Lisa got let go and you wouldn't, you were not aware of it yet. Cause you were I mean, like it a was karaoke. It was like, I was getting ready. I was getting ready for karaoke. I think I was getting ready for like a night out with some of my new coworkers. And so I hadn't checked my phone. I was like doing my makeup, doing my hair, whatever. And when you texted me, Lisa Vanderpump's tweet, that said ding dong. Ding dong. And I was like, who's she talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And you're like, wait, you haven't heard Rena yeah. out. And I was, I was like, what? 
<laughs> I'm truly at my most girl like when I have dirt. I'm like, what? Because I figured you had already been on like Twitter, like bouncing around. No, and I just so had been shocking. on my phone for like the past, like it had been like maybe 20 minutes. Well, that shit's like, got to stop. That shit's got to stop because I had already figured you were well in the discourse. But Usually guys, I we are am on my phone every second. The only time I won't be on my phone is when I'm doing my makeup. That's literally to, the only and, time to go to karaoke. Yeah. yeah. Well, to I mean, we've already know that Lisa Rinna was, um, you know, it was a mutual decision. But I want to draw your mutual. attention to one of the mutual. most ridiculous, one of the most ridiculous articles Interview Magazine put out this weekend with Lisa oh, Rinna. Yeah. Did you read this or read excerpts I from this? I didn't read it, but I saw like the. the oh, the Sophie, it is. It is so insane. Lisa Rinna, like the fact, and then, okay, so this is what pisses me off about Twitter discourse. You have people going, see guys, she said it was her decision to leave. And I'm like, you're going to take a known liar. You're going to take a known liar, have nobody valid, like nobody, like don't check that information at all. And then go see. And I'm like, Lisa is a known liar. Like I'm telling you, it was not even a mutual decision. She was given a choice and she chose to leave. But the other choice, like, it's so ridiculous. And Lisa is not handling it well. Like she acts like she's all cool and shit in interview magazine where she's like, you know, she's you know spiraling. You know oh, she's spiraling. big time, big time. And I think, did you like she posted just an hour ago or two um on her uh, Instagram? She did one of those AI things that Facetune does. And the Facetune app texted me and go, Yeah, this this was us. I and love I'm obsessed with the person who runs the Facetune. Dude, you gotta have her on your podcast. You gotta have her on your podcast. I need to, I need to. Oh my god, we were DMing recently. I she loves she- you. Yeah, she listens to this. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. No, 100%. Face, she told me. Her as the Facetune girl, I need to like get to know the person behind well, Facetune. Account. There's two girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's two girls? Yeah. It's two girls. They were on the show a couple months ago or like a month and a half ago. And they'll be back because I wanted to do like a bunch of different like Facetune things and show them pictures and get there. Because they're actually really positive about Facetune. They're like, look, it's more than just the face. Like you can edit things out of the background. But Lisa, there's an AI feature. Oh, and I Lisa, love- you guys, I criticize people who like Photoshop the size of their waist and Photoshop like insane things, but I think it's perfectly okay to, I use Facetune just to like, if I look greasy in a photo, I'm like, okay, let's make me look a little less greasy and like good. Like even looking yeah. at myself right now, cause I have a little ring light for once. Cause I just did my makeup. I'm like, I need to touch up my powder later because it, you know, when you're a little greasy, <laughs> Facetune is like great even for the no. regular girlies you don't have to be like an influencer but i make fun of it so much i yeah. make fun, i do the facetune bureau of investigations yeah, and like i love meredith marks or you could just be a normal person who just like does the blur feature when you look a little oily in a photo meredith marks yeah. is ai at this point but like yeah. lisa so lisa renna did this ai photo you guys or she put the generator and it generated it looked like she was attacking Los Angeles, like a 50 foot Lisa Rinna. And she had six fingers. Her hair was cro- like her eyes were cross-eyed, which is like when Harry slips her the old bull and And she was like say, saying hi to all my haters. And I'm like, she's only a week and a half into forced retirement. And she's not handling this well. Like she's never going to leave, Sophie. You know that, right? She's never going away. She's definitely spiraling. And didn't an article just come out like yesterday of Rinna being like, I left Housewives because I fucking hated it. And it's that like, was the oh, interview crazy. magazine. That was the, I'm like, we hated you on it. From the interview magazine. Was, you got the headline. And I was like, 
who keeps interviewing her? No one well, cares. And then she shared some stupid Daily Beast article that was like, the real Housewives of Beverly Hills is going to regret firing Lisa Rinna. And she shared it. So it's like she was kind of um, co-signing the fact that she actually was fired when she shared that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's very it's very Jax. It's very, but like Bravo, what I try to communicate to everybody is that yeah. Bravo and Andy, it's a very delicate balance. They don't trash anybody in the, the press like full, like they don't. Andy's not like F Lisa Rinna, da, da, da. No, because he has to keep it cool and keep it nice because eventually she will be coming back on years later. She says she's done, but she'll come back. Ryan, Ryan, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there because I know that you were in, you can try to deny it now, but you originally were of the belief that Lisa Rinna was not going anywhere, that they would never fire her. And I called it, I said, they are going to fire her. I just know I have no inside sources. I have no definitive proof, but I've been saying for months that they would end up firing her. And you were like, but I, I really even listen, I even heard that at Bravo come from somebody high up that she was getting fired. And I still didn't believe it. Right. I was like, nah, so you thinking for sure that she's going to be back. Mm, no, I'm no. Gonna the, all bullshit. She's not, it, she's not going to be back. Oh, she'll be begging. Give it three years. She will be begging to come back. She will do a podcast. Really? I have a feel- They're not going to want her back is what so I'm be, My to prediction, back. my prediction is Tamara is going to like kill it on OC this season and take a leave of absence from Twats, the two T's in a pod. And then Rina will get in there. Rina will get in there and be like, it's me and Freddie. It's our podcast now. She will be there. Re- I'm telling you, like I feel okay. it in my bones. Okay. She's not Tamara though. I don't think that she is ever going to have the same. No, no, no. I'm saying that I think that's her next move is she'll do, she'll do a housewife podcast. But Tamara, the audience was ready for Tamara to come back. Come back. I I don't think that Rinna is going to have the same goodwill from the audience because she has been so toxic on another level. Tamara wasn't like toxic in the way that Rinna was, unless I'm misremembering. I think that Tamara was mainly just becoming more manufactured and just wasn't fun to watch anymore. And just, it had become kind of like, I don't know what, how would you describe Tamara before she was fired from the show originally? I mean, there was there was very similar a couple similarities with Rinna in the terms of it just got grading. And sometimes yeah. when you do kind of housewives play where you're purposely trying to make things happen, it becomes more and more obvious to the audience. And it's yeah, not natural I mean, anymore. Exactly. So it's like I'm the pot stirrer. And then they proudly take on that moniker when it's like, you know, just be a pot stirrer. Don't like proudly announce you're a pot stirrer. Like and Rinna, even in that interview magazine article, t- like. I worked so hard. I really went to work every day. I really stirred. So she's actually acting like her normal personality was put on because she was working for that paycheck. And I'm like, like, no, that's your natural personality. That's who you are. Like, I truly believe that's how Rinna is. And I've gotten confirmation from various people, even cast members. So stop. But that's, Um, again, that's why I don't think she's going to come back. We can bet on that. (laughs) <laughs> what are so our open bets right now our open we our have, one open bet right now is craig and Paige. i think they're gonna break up you think they're gonna okay. get engaged excited this i saved this for you in particular some we got summer house and vanderpump trailers yes. and i said on friday that i needed to talk to you about this what did you think your first thoughts watching the summer house trailer my first thoughts watching the summer house trailer is that i'm excited to see what goes down between danielle and Lindsay. So that's something I'm interested in. 
I really don't care about anything else. And I really feel like it's become very dark to watch. Like I just, I'm, I'm not really sad. It's sad. Like I'm not excited to watch and not saying that Lindsay is perfect, but like another gang up on Lindsay, when you see the other girls flocking to Danielle, when her and Lindsay clearly have a following. Well, pa- Paige, Paige looks like she's got a girl boner. She's like, yeah. So I'm yeah. not excited to watch Paige. I don't care about Paige and Craig's relationship. I've already seen Southern Charm, Winter House. I do not care. <laughs> I don't care. And then, so that, Amanda and Kyle, I'm sorry. We've seen it all at this point. We have seen it all. I am ready for them. It looks like maybe there's fertility issues, which is really sad. But yeah. like, again, is that entertaining television? Like, is that something that we... Well, let me read you this quote from Queens of Bravo uh, picked out this um, Amanda Batula quote. It says, as for the fu- their future on Summer House, Amanda and Kyle shared their thoughts after seven seasons on the show. Uh, it'll depend... Uh, It'll depend on where the show goes. If it stays true to its roots and it's about people partying in the Hamptons, I'm out. I can't do that for the rest of my life, Amanda admitted. If it evolves and it becomes more about like couples and it's following everyone's lives because we have so many more relationships on the show now, then yeah, we could stick it out. And I'm like, nope, bye, Amanda. Bye. bye. Okay, bye. well. And I like Amanda, but bye. Okay, I'll go with option A. Yeah, I like, want to see people I'm party. Sorry, you guys are not that interesting. You're not interesting <laughs> enough. I don't, I don't even care that much. I'm sorry. As much as I love Lindsay and Carl, I don't, I. I they're, they're after seeing them on Winter House, I, I'm kind of like, go live your happy sober. life. Sober. Yeah, they're sober, happy, settled down not great TV. Like nothing about it got me really excited, which is like, it used to be one of my favorite shows on Bravo. So I'm like, is, is it, are they ready for like a shakeup? Maybe like even like the core. Luke's gone. What? Luke's gone. Luke's gone. Luke's gone. The ratio is like nine girls to three guys. That Corey's um, going to get, which is, yeah, Corey's not full time, but apparently he comes back. Where is Jessica? Because I know that we talk shit about Crypto Lindsay on Winter House, but she was great TV. Well, like, maybe uh, Jessica me. has a boyfriend now. I see them on TikTok making TikToks oh. all the time. Oh, I don't look at her TikTok. Maybe I need to, but if that sounded so judgmental, I don't look at Crypto <laughs> no, Lindsay. I don't, now it makes it seem like I'm looking. No, it just pops up in my thing. I'm behind on Southern hospitality, but I will say I love it, dude. I love there it. There is something very, very endearing that they've been able to capture, which is like it's not on the same level as early Vanderpump. But when you've like shameless, like horrible human beings, like that is good TV. I'm sorry, it is. And they're shameless. I don't think, I mean, obviously there is probably part of them that cares about, you know, the social media fame, but it's like, I don't want to watch an influencer. I don't want to watch Paige be an influencer. Like I want like a shameless, like really out of control, doesn't have a filter. Well, Sophie, I, I've got it. I see what Southern Hospitality has shades of Vanderpump. And what I think is so great yeah. is that you're right though about the influencer thing. Each one of those cast members they're still in the 12,000 follower range for there's yeah. like, like, and it's kind of, and I know that sounds silly. Cause they're like, that's a lot of people, but in compared to other Bravo celebrities, it's right. like kind of nice. And so they're still like out there struggling that grace Lily is like so camera ready to yeah. like create like 
like drama. Yeah. I don't know. It's hysterical in certain ways. Like, but you're right. It's not early Vanderpump, but there's shades there that I think we could right. build on. You could build on. I don't want to watch someone that already has like brand deals. Exactly. Like, I don't care. Paige's Amazon partnership. Um, Paige for the past four seasons has made it. That's her storyline is that I'm a fashion influencer. So I get paid to just take photos and outfits. And it's like, that's cool. That's not the type of person that I want to watch right now. I want to watch someone who doesn't give a fuck about brand partnerships. <laughs> that is just a ratchet, chaotic, doesn't care whose feelings they hurt, doesn't care who they offend in the audience. And that's been hard to capture on Bravo in general in the age of social media. Because Preach. now there's suddenly an awareness. Like when you think about 2007 Bravo, which is like the very early ages of Real Housewives. They, there was no audience feedback. There was no like people talking about Real Housewives on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it was. And now I feel like there's so much like awareness. I don't like people who are self-aware basically. Yeah. Well, that, but we saw with Craig, especially last year, you know, Craig was like that, that he was so paying so close attention to social media that it was like making him even more psychotic than he usually is. But not on and Winter House. No, no, the winter house, he was completely like, whoa. Um, winter house, he was like, was I'm it? first generation wealth. How dare you imply because, that I- Well, because he he house. had his he had his shit blown. Like we all filled his head full of, look at Craig do this major turnaround, pillow king. Right. And then he got in with that cockiness. But I will say to your credit, you kind of like, I mean, if you watch the summer house preview, there is like Paige going like, well, I don't want to get married this year. And I, and like, you know, and she starts tearing up in it. And I was like, shit, maybe Sophie fully is right. They're not going to wind up together. You guys, I, I really, really in my heart of hearts believe that they won't end up together. And that's not me praying for someone's downfall much as I dislike <laughs> any Bravo character or whoever it is yeah. I will always root for someone to be happy I've talked about this on my own podcast about how Paige has been very open about being depressed and stuff like that on Giggly Squad apparently I don't listen but I've oh, like, I don't read listen yeah but so I am rooting for her happiness and I don't think her long-term happiness if I'm being perfectly honest is going to be with Craig if she is already questioning the relationship this much if she's already crying about how much she doesn't want to be engaged to him when this kind of still should be like the honeymoon phase of their relationship um and, and Craig's already know, ready to settle down like so Craig's right. ready and she's I think not. If if it happens, I don't think it's going to be Craig breaking up with her. I think it's going to be her breaking up with Craig because I think that she knows deep down this is not the type of guy that she ultimately wants to end up with. I think right now it works because they get attention and they get double the exposure on double the Bravo shows. It works for their brands. But like long term is Paige. That's the thing. It's like Paige is not a messy ratchet person, which is why she's not amazing television in my eyes. I know that some people love her one liners. Yeah, she's, she's, she's not, good at talking heads. She's not like, she's too self-aware. She's too self-aware and normal and smart, which is why she won't end up with Craig long-term and why she's not amazing television in my eyes. Like it, it is because she's a normal human being. I need uh, like abnormal, like freaky, insane, drunk, like- That's what I'm saying. You guys got to pay it. Grace Lily on Southern Hospitality, there is such- promise there if they give oh, that Jessica. another season Crypto yeah you're right i mean you're right jessica really just i would love to see jessica on a second season just to see what she learned from winter house like she's like okay just totally close it i'm just gonna close my door nobody 
me come in the bedroom at night. Like I need, I can't have this happen. What did you think about um, uh, Kyle going after? No, well, with that in a sec, but Kyle going after Carl about saying he doesn't even do that much at Loverboy. Oh. I thought that was like, that was like, I don't want to hear my parents fight. You know, I don't want to hear that. Like that bummed me out. It's sad. It's sad. But I was actually reading on the Summer House Reddit that someone, um, someone saw that there was like an opening for director of sales or head of sales at Loverboy that maybe would insinuate that Carl is out. Um, I don't know for sure because it's like, okay, well, it could just be like a new like senior level person that they want like to manage Carl who knows at the end of the day, I think we've seen on previous seasons of summer house that like Carl doesn't love like working. Like that was drunk Carl. Like I thought maybe he would even work four times. It's like, why would you have a day job when you could do brand deals on Instagram and be a reality TV star for like 75% less work and 75% more money probably. So it's like, you know, and we saw Carl, like he just, he, he never seemed like someone that was like so obsessed with his career and so obsessed with working. Like I think Kyle has always been, and that's not a knock on Carl at all, but like, I just, I, why would he have a nine to five if he doesn't have to? And I think if you're going to be director of sales for a very successful alcoholic beverage company, which again, he's sober. So like, also that might be difficult for him, but it's like, I feel like that needs to be a full-time job for someone to be the director of sales for this brand. Well, February 13th, we will find out now moving on to something we will find out about February 8th, Vanderpump rules season 10 will be airing. And they had the trailer this past week. What were your thoughts on that? Oh, they sucked me back in. I am am totally 100% on board, excited, thrilled, horny for Vanderpump. Like, I'm so freaking excited. Yeah, I will tell you, like, I just talked to the Sheena on her podcast last week, and she, even off mic, she off mic was like, it's so good. It's like, she's like, and and they didn't even have her a lot in the trailer and she was still like loving it. She was like, she gets so like, it is really funny. Sheena's very Sheena. She's like, you know, she's like, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I was like, this is wild. But we got to see, I mean, when you start the trailer off with Katie and Schwartz, you know, talking about them being like great, like a great divorced couple, you know, it's going to go south from there. Like they started, I mean, it's so brutal. I know. And you see that like, immediately. Here's to us and our friendship. And then it's like the instrumental music. And then it shows Shorts making out with Raquel and Katie being like, you're a fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. I fucking hate you. And he goes, and that like, doesn't even mean anything to me. That doesn't, he goes, that doesn't even mean anything. I don't even feel that. And he's like drunk. He always hated her. And now he's like allowed to hate, even when they were married. And now he's like allowed to hate her because they're no longer married. Um, So yeah, I think that Schwartz is going to be the meanest that we have ever seen him be to anyone, to Katie. Because deep down, he has always hated her. And it's been very obvious. Well, that's the other thing. I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm just really curious how the edit goes. And it looks like from this trailer that they do give, like I was hoping that Katie didn't get blamed for this completely. Like I was hoping that, and it seems like that is because Katie was the one that pulled the trigger, but I think that's because like she, she was forced to, you know, I think Katie couldn't stay in this relationship because Schwartz would have stayed forever. I would imagine because he didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah, exactly. He was too lazy and like didn't have the balls to actually go through with divorce. And Katie, he he essentially left Katie no choice is probably what the situation was. Okay, maybe Ingles hat is getting hot. 
<laughs> I, was, I, I was trying to wear my Bengals beanie, but it just got really hot and like itchy. So. What else stood out to you in the trailer that you liked? Um, oh, James has fallen off the wagon. See, I knew that a while ago, and I was felt so weird about saying it, so I so I didn't. Yeah. But I, I because like, I thought someone's sobriety. Yeah, like I thought they were gonna. I, I was thinking they were hiding it from. He was hiding it from production, but I'm so thankful that he put it out there, and hopefully he's he's okay. But also the relationship with the new girl seems like intense too. His new girlfriend. I'm like yeah. that poor girl, man. Like. And it seems like his issues with alcohol are already affecting that relationship. Um, so we'll see what happens with that with his new girlfriend. Um, I am interested to see like what kind of like what goes down between Raquel and Schwartz. Um, we obviously have Sheena's wedding, and I think it's so freaking funny that. Jax, if you read my Substack, my most recent Substack, how Kristen, I guess, was very open on her podcast about how um, the cameras, being around the cameras at Sheena's wedding was like kind of triggering to like her and Jax because that used to be their world and that used to be their life. And like now they have to watch all of their old, you know, colleagues getting to getting to be on camera still and they're not allowed to be. And she said that Jax was so bitter and so mean to her at Sheena's wedding. Like he was like taking Yeah, taking I read yeah. out on her because he clearly was very triggered and uncomfortable by the cameras. And she was very obvious about she was very honest about that. I mean she was like, yeah, like it was very uncomfortable to be around, which is good for you for being honest. I Jax, keep meaning to listen to her podcast. Yeah. In his comments, someone was like, so like, I forgot like what the question was. It was about being around the cameras at Sheena's wedding. And he was like, they asked us to be on and we politely declined. <laughs> it is, oh, is that what happened, Jax? Is that well, what it's kind of, it's, it's the Lisa Rinna of it all. It's like the Jax, like Jax was the first one to be like, I left, I wasn't fired. And even Lisa Vanderpump said he was fired. Like even Lisa, like they're, oh, yeah. you, you know, know like. It's the narcissist manifesto when they get kicked off Bravo, when they get fired. And I know that like, I've gotten flack in the past for you overusing the term narcissist, but I think that we can agree that Jax Taylor and Lisa Renner are textbook narcissists in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, like I think I think those are like I don't think top that's of like the crossing a, Yeah, I don't think that's crossing a line or like diagnosing. <laughs> I think it's just like that. And I think that's no, also, I think like, I thought we all were on the same page with those. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> so I've been, I've been really consciously trying to call people narcissists less. <laughs> with like Jax Taylor, Lisa Rinna, Jen Shaw, it's like, mm, I think we can agree here. Yeah. No, I think we t totally agree. I, I just think it's like, cause Jax, like if you just admitted your actual, like, I want to hear Jax's actual feelings of like, yeah, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I got fired. I'm pissed. I don't have the money that the other fuckers do on this but show. I'm pissed. I know. It's just, I want to. <sighs> but I want him to do that. ego and pride. And you can say whatever you want about Kristen Doty, but she clearly doesn't have that ego that's preventing her from being honest about her feelings. And even like, Stassi pulled that. away from them now too. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on freaking Stassi. Did you, did you, did you read that thing about her, uh, the birthday party for their daughter? To, no, but I read about her comparing herself to Meghan Markle. Oh, I didn't see that. Which may, have been a joke. Which may have been a joke. I didn't listen to it. It was on her podcast, apparently. And she could have like totally been joking about it. But it's like, you know, by now that your podcast, what you've said on your podcast has gotten you canceled 
so many times. Like why she brought her podcast back. It's like, you're clearly not someone who like does well with a podcast. You're going to be your foot in your mouth forever. Well, Sophie, it does. I mean, like it does get huge downloads from what I hear. It I I don't live, but like it's so I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like, I know why she's doing it, but it's like, it's going to keep happening in the sense that, but, but but I was just hoping she wouldn't lean into it and keep like purposely right. saying like things. But I was talking about Hartford's birthday that uh, she had the two year, two year birthday party for Hartford. And she didn't tag two of the people that she got free stuff from the party. And those people, she tagged all of these others and she didn't tag these two. And she said, and somebody in the comments said, why not tag this company and this company? She said, cause I wasn't happy with their work. And that company went on and made their own Instagram post and said, listen, I have been in business for decades and I really take this stuff seriously, whether you're famous or not. And I take real pride in my work from like consent. She showed like the mood board they had made for the birthday, you know, like, so I'm curious what the actual story is there of why Stassi didn't think it was good enough to post, but this lady stood up for herself in this company. Oh yeah. On this drama. Just put uh Stassi Hartford birthday party drama probably. But yeah, this was, I, it it came up on my uh, Instagram feed. Hartford. 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 What what a name. What a name for a uh, for a baby. Hartford. It's gonna, be a, it's gonna I mean it's it's a very preppy name and it's gonna it's she's gonna go to an Ivy League school. And I mean Lisa, I have no beef with Hartford, but I have a beef with Party somebody baby. not tagging. You look just like mommy, baby. <laughs> Hardy. Hardy. Oh my god. So Alan Hardy. Yeah. So I was, I mean, stop, but it's funny when these people continually live reality show lives, like that seems like drama right there that you could focus on, on a reality series. Like it's, they never go, they never steer too far away from reality show drama. It seems like. Wait on what, what do you mean? Like, I'm just saying that even that, that Stassi two-year-old, like fighting with Oregon, like that's reality show drama to me. Stassi, Kristen, Jacks, love them or hate them they were made for reality TV and they made Vanderpump rules what it is today. They're the founding yeah, fathers of that genre of reality TV, AKA starving belligerent um, waiters. And yeah. So yeah. Well, can I just say also point. like everybody says the Mount Rushmore of Bravo, like stop doing that unless you make the Mount Rushmore of Bravo. Like I'm tired of doing that yeah. like bit, like make the Mount Rushmore dope, but like, the, and also Bethany, Frankel is off the Mount Rushmore. She's done. She's done. I don't need to hear yeah, any more Bethany Frankel opinions. Okay, you guys, now is the part of the show that I love, and we are talking about our sponsors. And this week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Rocket Money. Uh, Rocket Money is kind of my favorite new app. And I got to be honest with you guys right up top um, is that I knew about Rocket Money before they were even a sponsor because I heard it on another show and I was like, whoa, advertising really works. And this thing is awesome. So let's get into it. Let me tell you what this is. Um, But if your New Year's goals, we're still only two weeks into the New Year. So, you know, is to manage your money better. That is, I think should be a goal for everybody to try to save money. And that is where rocket money comes in. So you can say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to Rocket Money, the better way to hack your finances in 2023. So Rocket Money, it's formerly known as Truebill, and it is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. 
It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. So over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Like this is, I, I would actually say 90%. I don't think there's a person I know that doesn't forget about subscriptions because they get it. They, that's how they get it. I was thinking about this tonight. How many people just depend on us forgetting? Like in our real lives, but also with everything that we buy, they just depend on us not ever. Like they'll never cancel. They don't know. Like they'll never. But that's where rocket money comes in. They are actually on the case, making sure you know what things that you have and helping you to decide what you need to cancel to save money. Um, think about it. Streaming services you bought just to watch one show on, uh, the free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. That's another thing I want to expand on here. Really, as I get older, I just want things to be simple. Don't you? It's all, everything's such a hassle. But this, they tell you, you click a button and it's done. You simply find the subscription you don't want and you press cancel. And Rocket Money, they cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. So this is something that even at dinner tonight, I was with my sister, uh, my sister, my nephew, my brother-in-law, my mom and dad. My niece is away. Um, so sorry, I don't, I don't know why I needed to give my whole family uh, location, but I told them about this and everyone at the table, my mom was like, Ooh, that sounds amazing. And my sister loved it. They both are canceling Disney plus, which you can do through rocket money. Uh, I have subscriptions. I didn't even realize I had entertainment weekly, which doesn't even publish anymore. I still have a subscription to how is that possible? Thank you. Run rocket money. I do not any longer. Um, so stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash so bad. That's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. You guys check it out. Do it for me. Do it for the show, but also do it for you. $720. That's a lot of money that you can spend on coming to see me live. Dates announcing soon. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. 
Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Um, moving on to uh, Jen Shaw was sentenced last week. And uh, just you know, we didn't really get to speak about it yet. She got six and a half years, which I think was very uh, a lot less than I thought she would. But the thing that I wanted to talk about is that she posted a picture to her Instagram this week or like a couple days ago where she was like full Diana Ross glam. She had a Beyonce like weave, like just flowing in some kind of wind machine. And it said dress rehearsal. And I thought that was fucking ridiculous after she had gotten charged to post with full makeup, full glam for in a supposed interview with Andy. Were you offended by that at all? Or did you like that? No, I was offended by it. I, there are so many things that have made me upset. And again, I feel like for some people, this, not that it hits close to home, but like it kind of does for those of us that maybe have a grandparent that has dementia or Alzheimer's. And they're the ones that get scammed by these people. Like it's really freaking awful. I don't need to hear her side. And I think it's actually crazy that she was only sentenced. Cause I know that we talked about this and I really thought they were going to throw the book at her and yeah. like sentence her to like the maximum 10 years. And they, them only sentencing her to six and a half was like very surprising to me. Oh yeah. Me too. Actually. I was really thinking eight um, a lot of people were thinking 10, like a lot of people were thinking the max just because of all she was the head of it. But the, the crazy thing too, with the, the Jen stuff is the real crime on top of that actual crime is that she then may, I mean, to me, she had hijacked the show so much that the finale this week was one of the worst finales I've ever seen on housewives. It, it was, was so, so bizarre. And so it was like, they just gave up and they just like, 
It was just like pasting two scenes together. The first scene, it was like all lies. The choir never rehearsed. They sounded like and shit. Heather out- Bay didn't write, write the book. We still don't know about the stupid eye, which I really just wish that right. eye never happened now. It was all ridiculous. And then to cut to Jen having to peddle more of her bullshit and go, Stuart threw me under the bus. It's all Stuart. I'm yeah. like, girl, you're going to have to tell the truth one day, you know? Yeah, exactly. To see like the the music started playing like halfway through the episode, the finale music. I was like, wait, what's happening? It's only 8.30. And I was like, well, they must have like really good gen content for us. No. But it was really just Heather and Lisa like at lunch. And they were like, so do you think she did it? And And then Heather all of a sudden throws her ride or die under the bus and says, coach must have known. I was like, Heather, you got to pick a side eventually. I mean, you can't do this. She really had, Heather really had a fall from grace. And I guess with the eye thing, um, did we like have it confirmed that she actually hit her eye on like a faucet? faucet? That's what I keep hearing. But also I don't necessarily believe the Demois blind about uh, production made Heather take the fall. I I just like usually doesn't, that doesn't like, unfortunately production doesn't like they, they will suggest certain things, but they don't usually like, yeah, they don't like blackmail you into it. So that's like kind of, that would be a different thing. So I just, I mean, I don't necessarily believe that either, but also I'm past the point of caring now. Like Heather, you seem like you're a mess. Um, yeah, yeah. Heather has had a fall from grace. And actually when we were talking about Meredith earlier, I was thinking to myself that Meredith, like, Meredith brought nothing this season. And she was one of the people that people really stand after the first season. Like people were like really into her. I think even more than Lisa Barlow after the first season. I remember I was one of the people that- 100%. But Lisa has become like the number one from Salt Lake City. And Meredith like brings nothing. She could be out and no one would bat an eye. Um, even like her feud with Lisa brought nothing to the feud. Um, what else? Heather, like Heather, no one likes her after the black eye incident and you know how much of a, but they also don't being Jen Shaw's like henchmen and Whitney. I don't care about, I'm sorry. Nothing is going to make me care about watching Whitney. I'm sorry. I just, I like, see, I, I like Whitney, but I totally appreciate appreciate your opinion but i just think at this point it's also it's not even how we feel about it how they feel about each other is non-existent they all hate each other like there's no common ground and this shows you what happens when you don't do solid casting from the start like i mean it's kind of like this is why i think miami is so good this season is because there's actual real relationships and this i kind of left watching that going oh well, do I even care if Salt Lake comes back? Like, do I, I even don't. care? I And I also, don't. how do they do it? Because if you ride the Jen Shaw wave, if she's still a part of the cast, I think that's ridiculous because you tie your boat to something that is sinking or you tie your dinghy to something that's sinking, it's going to sink. And I don't want to see Jen, her like going into prison. I don't want them to start shooting and have Jen part of the cast. I'm done with Jen Shaw's story. I'm done with Jen Shaw's story. I don't think we're she's gonna even be back in any capacity. Like I don't think it's gonna even be a drop on the radar of the plot next season, if there is a next season. But- and then yeah, it's like, what do we have then? And I actually really liked, I mean, I'm so mad they cut out the Dana. And Danny, the, the Dana fight. scene, like, I'll put money on your books. And Dana actually said in the Instagram yeah. story that saying, like, yeah, like I was actually like 
telling Jen like all of these things and Jen like got back, you know, like actually trying to be the voice of reason and like it's crazy pants that got cut out. I think her and Angie K actually have so much promise as cast members. So it's like all the rumors that none of the friend ofs are coming back, I think is kind of weird because I'm like, if anyone could, you know, if anyone showed potential, it's those two, I feel like. It's kind of funny watching Angie H's husband cry because he couldn't oh apologize to God. Coach. I was like, oh, geez. Those coach is like, okay, I accept your apology. Like, I was so, I was, that was so embarrassing on a whole other level. It was so embarrassing. I would never be attracted to my husband ever. <laughs> tell your, tell your dude, you better never cry like this ever. Um, okay. This just is to get you riled up as we start uh, closing down shop here. Uh Nick Vile, I don't know if you know him at all. Oh, Sophie. He, got, he got engaged. Uh, well, he got engaged to his child bride, but also what I found is interesting is that he did this interview where he threw shade at Chris. Well, Chris Harrison said on his podcast that Nick Vile, like, you know, was, you know, he was one of those guys that was after his job, which I totally believe. And Nick Vile said, I was really dismayed to hear Chris Hansen say that I was after his job. I was one of the people that actually reached out and said, I'm so sorry about what you're going through. And I'm like, dude, two things can be true at once. You were totally after his job and you also reached out. People are like that. That's that was so funny. I saw the clip from his podcast where like, they were like, yeah, they were saying that, um, you know, Nick sm- was one of the people that smelled blood in the water. Yes. And Nick was like, Nick was like oh, what did he say? <laughs> and it's like, Nick, no one believes that you haven't been paying attention to this press cycle. Yes. And obviously you were one of the people that were gunning for the job. And it's okay. It's okay to gun for somebody's job once they get oh fired. God. That's okay. Just admit it. I cannot stand his ass. I hate that man and I watched <laughs> of him and Natalie DeJoy's um Is that her you name? Know her Instagram handles like Natalie DeJoy um of his child bride <laughs> she's like 21 of their engagement which by the way this is like Nick's fourth time proposing like on video camera um, <laughs> and he didn't and get paid for this one though yeah yeah and he proposed with like some like video like she walked in like not looking surprised at all and like for whatever reason, like maybe she knew this was coming and she's just watching the video. It like starts playing on the screen and she's like, <sighs> like has the video all of Nick. And Nick, Nick is like, Natalie, <laughs> I love you so much. I can't believe you get to be the mother of my <laughs> you get to be the you get to i get to insert my seed into you you lucky woman and you are so lucky no he literally like that's like the gist of what he said and he's like crying i didn't and watch I this video i need to he watch probably, like, took a bunch of takes of him he's like sobbing like his face is red and his tears like flowing out of his eyes and then natalie natalie's like <laughs> and then nick walks down the stairs and then all of a sudden it's like a hype video of them like partying and she has her like ring finger and she's like ah, and then they're like touching tongues they're like ah, and it's like go watch it go watch it okay this seems more chilling than the idaho murderer thing uh the guy coming into the courtroom more chilling than that because that's that just put the shock of a life into me um we also uh i, I wanted to say i loved i love you wrote this and i think it was about the idaho murder 
uh, case was you were talking about like re-traumatizing victims and stuff like that. Cause I noticed with the Idaho murder case, which I've been talking about a little bit there that we have like very little information because they put a gag order very wisely, the police on anybody so they can keep this kind of case clean. So everybody's like re like they're taking little, like TMZ keeps releasing body camera footage of noise complaints of the deceased people of them. You know, and I'm like, you, you just keep like, why are we, it's like the Britney video from this weekend. Like the Britney video of like, yo, Guys, yeah, Brittany's not well. Yeah, but you videoing her at a restaurant is also not well. And this is the yep. same shit that she, like, this is the same shit from 2008 all over again. And like, I'm sorry. Yeah, she is not well. We can all admit that. But this is also ridiculous. The fact that there's 30 people in that restaurant at night, like with their phones up recording her. Yeah, like, have we learned nothing? Have we learned nothing yes. for Brittany's hilarity? Nothing. Like, leave her alone. Fuck you, TMZ. And I think, I don't know if I was saying this in regards to the Idaho murder, but I definitely was having a lot of conversations on Twitter, especially with um, Evan Evan Peters, like, stands. Oh, yeah. Dude, dude, okay, that's what it was about. I didn't realize that. Yeah. We oh, you guys, he won the Golden Globe. He won the Golden Globe on Tuesday for best performance. And you guys know my feelings exactly. about that. I made... I made it two episodes in and I, and I love like weird shit. I, I couldn't do it. Cause I was like, it was so, it was so hyping up Dahmer. Like, I was like, this isn't for the victims. He said in his speech, Evan Peters, that hopefully this helps people. I'm like, how would it help you? It would, it's going to help serial killers think they'll get a Netflix series. I was so exactly. And I was so frustrated because I, I was live tweeting the golden globes. I tweeted like a million things that night. And one of the tweets that ended up going like kind of, viral not on twitter but like it ended up on tiktok and it ended up on that account impact that has like millions of followers on instagram so it like made its way to other platforms and it was basically a tweet about how i was expecting evan peters to like say something about the victims yeah maybe being like i he said something along the lines of like this was a really difficult show to make it was a really difficult show to watch um he should have been like it was especially difficult for the families of the victims. And I would love for everyone watching this to donate to TK, TK, whatever, whatever he could have said that kind of like honored the victims in a way, instead of really just not saying anything and then making vague statements, vague posturing about how it was so difficult. And I hope it did some good. And when I tweeted that, that I was kind of disappointed that he didn't say anything, especially because we know how much feedback and backlash there was from the families of the actual real life murder victims. So many of his fans were like, what do you want him to say? Like, thank you for getting murdered. And I'm like, obviously not. There's a way to say it in a respectful way and honor the the families of the victims that are watching this and that are probably so frustrated about having to get re-traumatized by the show. And again, it's like, I love Evan Peters. I love Ryan Murphy. I've watched every American Horror Story season. Um, I love true crime. Everyone knows that about me. I couldn't watch the show. It was, it was just, it was a bridge too far. And like, that's not even, like I come from an acting background and I get what it's like to want an acting challenge, but dude, like, they, you know, like I, I just to me, I was like, they, I don't see I don't it was I don't know. It was just too much. And so I was I was aware of that speech, too. And I remember him doing it, thinking it was going to be so much more. Um, also, what was your overall take on the Golden Globes? By the way, one of the last nights we saw Lisa Marie Presley alive and no. she did not look well. And like, I mean, I will say I was I was reading more and more about Lisa Marie Presley. I forgot she was married to Nicolas Cage. I remembered her being married to Michael Jackson. But like everybody kind of married her. Those two specific people married her because they had Elvis obsessions as well. Like Nicolas Cage had an Elvis obsession. 
Michael Jackson had like an Elvis obsession because King of Rock, King of Pop. Um, but like, I just think what a weird, what a weird life. And then her son, unfortunately, he took his life a couple of years ago. And I'm just yeah. saying like, it, it, very sad. I was reading so much about her over the weekend, but did you have any feelings about that? Um, yeah, RIP Lisa Marie Presley. Um, she definitely had a difficult fascinating life um and yeah she she looked very tired at the golden globe so and i'm sure it was very special to her to watch austin butler win and to see the elvis movie get made um austin butler sweetie you are from southern california um uh, i'd like to say thank you thank you very much well that's what i was like because i was like the fans does he Like, does he, is he in character around Lisa Marie and Priscilla Presley? Like, do do they ask him to like be Elvis? Like, do they ask him like, talk to me like Elvis? Like, I just got to imagine it's so weird for them, especially Priscilla to be around that kind of energy and be like, oh my God, it's Elvis reincarnated. Like, cause he won't drop it. He doesn't drop the accident. Wishes. He wishes so badly. He wishes so badly that he actually was Elvis and actually I mean I he might win the Oscar I couldn't get through the movie because I find him so insufferable I thought the movie was great but in this weird way like I thought it was so bad that like it's so bad it's good I thought Tom Hanks was so ridiculous that I was like oh my god and Austin Butler I thought like what what a big like that's a really scary performance to even attempt. Like that to me is like better than Dahmer because I was like, how do you even begin to play somebody so enigmatic and iconic? And I thought he did a really good job. It's just that now I think that he can't break out of it. He's filming the sequel to Dune. And I was like, does he have, is he play Elvis in Dune? Is that the, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, is he going to have that accent in Dune? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Sand, the other... sand people are, the sand people are after us. Has he been in anything else? Like how wasn't he in like he Zoe One Hundred and One or something like that? Right. Besides like the Disney shows, like does he like know how to like act any other way besides being Elvis? Like I don't know. There should be know. some kind of service for young actors to help them break out of parts when they're method acting. Like they <laughs> they could like you know there should be he's a service so, to help. He's so disingenuous. It like I think it's it makes me really, really, really judge him because there's something so disingenuous, like dripping with just like he's just like so fake with his fake accent. Like I just can't stand him. I think you have such strong. I didn't have this strong of feelings about him, but I will say, and I don't oh, mean this to be. I, it gives me a visceral reaction. Clearly, I, I don't mean to sound cold, but I want to ask your opinion about this. Do you think there's any way? Now, because always the Oscars are looking for a story. Now, with the unfortunate passing of uh, Lisa Marie, I think there's a better shot than there was a week ago that he will not only be nominated, but he could potentially win now. Because the Oscars are always trying to tell a story. I don't think it's a question. Like, he's obviously going to get nominated. I just, you're right. You're definitely right that it gives, it increases his chances, which I know this wasn't how it went. But what if, like, when he found out that she died, he was like, oh, he was like, that's Ooh. all right, mama. That's all right with me. Kaya right Gerber's like, stop, Austin, stop. Yeah. Um, okay. And then finally, and the fact that as soon as he got this role, he dumped Vanessa Hudgens, who got him the role. Like, and yeah, Vanessa video, Hudgens, didn't she suggest him or, or what? Was yes, the in that Vanity Fair, like round table, like with all the actors. Like, did you see that video? No, Where I didn't. He's like, He's like, so I had a friend who uh, suggested actually that I, I should friend. 
my friend and everyone knew it was Vanessa Hudgens. He was like, my friend was like, oh, you should get the rights and play that role in the movie. <laughs> and now look at me and like Colin Farrell <laughs> and like all the other like very like Adam Sandler. They're all like sitting at that round table and they're like, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> With By the, the way, wait. I will say I am on a big Colin Farrell kick this year. I just watched Banshees Love of Anna Sharon and it, it is so it. guys, it I, I I've been talking about this for a week. It takes its time, it's slow. You probably it might not be your thing, but I fucking love I and I used to make fun of Colin Farrell all the time. And I gotta tell you, between that, him playing the penguin and the didn't he do the TV series that you like? Um the Ron Howard one. What was the miners wasn't he wasn't Probably. he in the oh oh 13 lives yeah yes the movie about the thai um yeah cave yeah exactly yes, the cave rescue. yeah i'm saying like he's had a really really good year and like to yeah. me that's stretching as an actor um he's come a long way from the daily mail just commenting on how good his arms are every article like daily mail yeah. i told you that they were they were obsessed with his arms for like five yeah. years um okay real quick yeah. hits prince harry what do you think Spare has come out. Any any quick thoughts? I actually am in the middle of listening to the podcast Celebrity Memoir Book Club. They the read book. it in like a day and put out the podcast right. well, two days got, later. They probably get like um advanced copies. You know, yeah, early advanced copies. Um, but I'm in the middle of listening to that. So I'm getting more of the granular details. Obviously, some of the stuff that's coming out about it is like hilarious he loves his wiener he loves talking about his wiener yeah he loves talking about his what's it called todger does he call it matalja matalja i'll put some yeah, ice so cream on matalja um you know i i again i haven't read it yet i'm going to both my sister my grandma and my mom they're all they're all in the middle of reading it um so i'm gonna borrow one of their copies oh my god sophie please I do a podcast with your mom and your grandma and you about the spare book that, that would, would be, be so hilarious. funny that would be that so would good be, that would be hilarious three generations of ross women um but i think i have reached a point where i just i'm sorry i just i don't i don't feel that bad anymore because you are not <laughs> i know that you see yourselves as perpetual victims you are not the biggest victim on the entire planet like you you act like you are and the one headline that really pissed me off was like william and kate told me to wear the nazi costume they they said it'd yeah be a i was like and damn like, well, basically nothing has ever been your fault in your entire life. And I really liked one tweet. It's very Jen Shaw and Lisa Rinna. Right. But I really liked one tweet that went viral. That was like, the sooner we realize that, um, the sooner, the sooner we realize that Megan and Harry aren't trying to dismantle a colonial racist like system they're just mad that they didn't get to participate in it the way that they wanted to they're not some radical like you know i i don't no, know i, mean, I think I this think process has probably made them more radical because they're now having to remove themselves from it but they're not wanting to go away it's like we were talking about carl and Lindsay earlier and yeah i'm comparing the two it's like they're they still want to be on reality series and they could go live their nice sober lives but they right. still want to be in the mix and harry and megan really want to still be in the mix they don't want to go escape yeah. they don't want to escape they still want all of the accoutrement that comes with celebrity they want to hang out with tyler right. perry they want to hang out with oprah be texted by by Beyonce. It's and very also, attractive. Like, 
you you live in a palatial estate in Santa Barbara, aka probably the most expensive part of the U.S. to live in. If they were living, and I'm not obviously, you know, it would be difficult for Prince Harry to go from being a prince to living in like he's not going to live in some like apartment, like walk up apartment. But I mean, there's an in between between a walk-up apartment and a 10-bedroom Santa Barbara estate, it has to pay for itself somehow. Um, so yeah, I think that they're going to be milking. I think it's at the point where they're just kind of like, you know, ever the public wants to hear these stories, so let's keep making money off of it. But it's like, what's next? Are they going to do a game show? Are they going to do Amazing right. Race? It's just, like, what? It's not, it's not like lining up. Like, do you want to distance yourself or do you want to be a hanger-on to this forever and there was something that went viral also that i thought was really funny and it was like you could see in the background that their um entrance to their house was their um what's it called their emblem the the sussex royal yeah what there's a word for it uh, yeah i know the i know exactly what you're talking about but yeah you you guys know what i'm talking about though so it's like you didn't want to give up your royal titles you're still using the royal like your little royal symbol like, I can tell you the most brutal line in that to me, and the most like catty is the, you know, uh, William's hair loss is astounding. Like that would hurt my feelings. Like him saying that his brother's hair loss is astounding. So that would like crush me if somebody like I live in fear of somebody writing that kind of mean shit. Like that is like a Reddit board come to life. No, you know, it wasn't. The word wasn't astounding. It was um, alarming. It was alarming. Oh. <laughs> it's so much worse. Alarming is such a more worse than that really is. We were all very worried. And by the way, yeah. you dude, this dude has like hair you can see through on TV. Hair like Prince Harry should not be talking about hair at all. Period. It's so funny. I know. It's so uh, funny. It's so oh, funny. quickly, uh, in memoriam, uh Shannon Bedore, John Jansen broke up with I Shannon know. Bedore. Uh, and this and he did it like eight days after filming, which people were saying, Well, that's very uh that, that's very nice of him. I'm like, no, it isn't. That's like him saving himself. That's him being a pussy and not wanting to do it on camera when, you know, like that's him doing it after well, the cameras are off. Okay. But, um, okay. To be fair, maybe we could argue that he actually was doing that to look out for her because that would have been her storyline, her getting dumped. And I think that actually, I probably, if I were in that situation, I'd be happy that he spared me from having to go through that on camera. So you could argue that also. But yeah, I'm really sad because Shannon deserves, she deserves to finally Shannon's find Shannon's very Shannon, but I love Shannon. And I hope, I mean, that, you know, three and a half yeah. years with somebody is a very long time. Um yeah. I mean, she really does just have a, a weird picker. And by the way, uh, we made a meme last week with uh, Shannon Bedore and Pete Davidson dating. And I got to tell you how alarming it is that so many people believed that. And they were like, this is a Photoshop. Look at the hands. And I'm like, no shit, it's a Photoshop. Are you Your kidding Twitter me? They're so scary. Wait, oh my God. Did you see that I like got canceled on Twitter for one of my- No, uh, no. What, did you, what did you do now? Um, I tweeted- <laughs> You can cancel in the last two weeks. I loved, yeah, basically I loved the menu, but I could not get past the fact that they were trying to pass Anya Taylor-Joy off as this like obviously 
obviously lower class. Like she's obviously, and I'm like, what's obvious about it? She has no buccal fat. She has cheekbones up to here. She has an eyebrow lift. She has like a chic, expensive looking slip dress on. So I don't get how it was obvious that she like didn't belong at this high end restaurant, which if you haven't watched the movie, that's she looked higher class. class than everybody in that restaurant. Right. right. <laughs> and that was just like a plot hole for me. And so I tweeted like, we're we're supposed to believe that she's from like a a working class like midwestern background which correct i'm oh, sorry you got canceled she's, not, she's not from the midwest she's actually from somewhere in Massachusetts, some small town in massachusetts in the movie and i was like with that bone structure and people on twitter were like oh my god okay nazi that's eugenics you love phrenology and i was like I am literally from a middle-class Midwestern background. I think I have okay bone structure. It was a joke. She obviously got buccal fat removal, you guys. And it's also a joke. Like people were saying that I was into eugenics for saying that her bone structure could correlate with her class. And people were calling me a Nazi. And I was people like- People have a lot of time on their hands. I was like, you definitely have the moral high ground when you're on Twitter calling a Jewish woman a Nazi for like a clearly a tweet that I, I thought was clearly a joke. Like, obviously I know that you can have any bone structure when you come from any area of the United States or class background. Like, obviously it was also just the like, men, the menu is such an easy movie. It's like just a, it's a popcorn yeah. thriller. Like it's like, it's not any deeper than that. And like to have make people, but which by, Oh God, we didn't even that fuck not Kanye got married again. And he's oh, already yeah. done. He's already doing his little, uh, uh, what's it called? Svengali thing where they, the girls cut her brown hair, dyed it platinum blonde. Like so like cre- I'm sorry, man. Like Mazel Tov. I'm out. I still don't forgive you for any of the shit you no. said in December. No. And I but I'm like, the worst. I wish them the worst in their yeah. new life. Oh, ever. that's what I talked about last week. Like those Kim North videos getting creepier and creepier by the day. Her, him, her dressing up North as Kanye is so fucking weird. weird. Okay. Anyways, I'm, uh, we're over time. You guys, uh, Sophie's got to go watch a team that she loves. So we need to put good energy. Woo! I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to record the intro until after the game tonight. Oh um, God. Oh God. Oh God. No. Cause I'm just like now scared about the game, but go I'm- enjoy Go get, wait, remember, you need to get drunk enough where you go to the bathroom on big moments because you said that was a good luck thing when you're not. You're right, watching. you're right. And then in the bathroom, you're going to be like, hooday. Hooday, <laughs> wait, record yourself going, hooday in the bathroom. Hooday, hooday, hooday. Nobody. That's how it goes. Have a good week, everybody. Okay, bye. Betches.